0: Are you ready? I'm ready. I got a question for you. Okay. Which one of the little the little poofy things in the shower belongs to you? Is it the orange one or the teal one?
1: The orange one.
0: Okay. I thought so, but I just wanted to make sure because teal tends to be your favorite color, and you had it on what would correspond as my side, and I wasn't sure if that would be if that was appropriate for me to use no.
1: sorry okay. that now that I think about it that was a confusing choice I, to I give just, you the teal I really, one
0: I really got concerned that it wasn't going to work out mm. okay let's get the show started okay Welcome, folks, to Our Kids Asleep. This is episode number 11 with yours truly, J. Alejandro and... Maddie. What are we going to talk about today? Three things.
1: Today we're going to talk about the library book sale.
0: Oh, yes. We
1: went to today, which was super awesome. We're going to talk about bridges. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to talk about pen
0: That's That's incredible. And uh, looking forward to getting to talk to Caddy G tonight. He's uh he's a wild cat on the internet.
1: It'd be a nice nice to have him on and get his opinion about the awesome new Hulu show we've been watching.
0: So what do you have to say about bridges? Let's <laughs> clear the air here.
1: Okay. So I stumbled upon an article on NPR this week and it the headline was 47,000 that's three zeros 47,000 000 bridges are Classified as structurally deficient in the United States, oh, Jesus including Christ. the Brooklyn Bridge, one of the most famous and largest bridges in the country. One of the most
0: trafficked yes. bridges in the world. Yes. Oh, that is amazing. What is the article that you were getting this from?
1: Um, it's... The title is 47,000 Structurally Deficient Bridges in the U.S. <laughs> it's an NPR. Do you want it any clearer? It's an Here NPR. We go. I can pull it up.
0: Okay, so this was brought to our attention because recently there was a bridge that collapsed in Tennessee, and that's what started raising alarms about how our infrastructure is just completely non-existent or a little bit fucked up.
1: It's dated. It's, it's aging, and nothing is being done yeah. to renovate it. So what are we spending our cash on? Everything but bridges, clearly.
0: And, and books and education and things of that nature. Yeah, nothing worthwhile. Well, that's a bummer, man. The number of structurally deficient bridges is actually down by about 7,000 from 2017. But those bridges weren't fixed.
1: They weren't fixed. And they weakened the standards <laughs> for what structurally deficient means. So, yeah, it's
0: this topic fucking sucks. I'm just like,
1: well, I think the reason I wanted to bring it up is because I think it speaks to a larger issue of the United States government. It's just not investing in infrastructure, specifically roads, bridges. And I mean, and
0: this is what baffles me, too. And I'm just going to throw it out there because I'm feeling like it tonight. The wine hasn't kicked in yet, but I'm going to I'm going to put it out there. How is it that we have the largest military budget, but we don't take at least a little bit of those resources and some of, some of that talent? Because there is so much talent in all of these, all of these uh, branches of, of the service that, you know, they pretty much rebuild countries. Mm -hmm. They, that's what they do. They go and fix countries. Why can't they just take a couple of those resources and keep them here in the United States?
1: Yeah. Right. That's my
0: biggest beef right now. It doesn't make sense to me.
1: Yeah. And you know, they the a huge issue is the fact that there's just no money being allocated for this purpose. There there you know, there's there's a gas tax or something in I think it was in Tennessee mm. and that is something but it's not nearly enough. Uh, of what they need and you know president trump one of the things he ran on was infrastructure he was you know there was infrastructure week and it seemed like every other week was infrastructure week the first year he was in office and you know there's a lot of talk a lot of bluster and there was there's no action okay
0: you got to tone it down because there's a lot of dangerous hombres who are coming over right now so that is fucking priority number one they just built a little bit of that wall that he's going to go and inaugurate. So that's really priority number one. It, yeah, I think that he's got his best people on that. And maybe bridges are next. We don't know. Yeah. Maybe maybe the wall is a test to see if they can build a good bridge. And maybe they'll <laughs> take those prototypes and start spreading them around the U.S. But I'm living in a fucking fantasy world.
1: We can only hope. Yeah. I just, I, I um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> millions of Americans every day drive on these roads to get to work. They take these bridges to go home and to get to work and to it's you know and and the the article talks about the economic cost of shutting down a bridge, which Mississippi has shut down several because they are not up to code and you know it it impacts people's ability to work. It impacts it's pretty freight, freight being transported across the country.
0: Yeah. And it's, I noticed, you know, even in a small town like ours, we go through three bridges to get home. Yep, It's ridiculous. I mean, yeah. we really don't notice the impact that something like that could have no. if something were to go wrong and we were to lose one of those bridges. We hope that something catastrophic never happens. But unfortunately, tragedy is the only thing that moves things forward, unless it's a School shooting, but... You
1: know. <laughs> That's another thing entirely. <laughs> That's another...
0: Yeah, yeah. We'll cross that can of worms some mm-hmm. other time.
1: So, I mean, the again, the reason I wanted to bring it up is because it's something that is clearly not a priority of this administration, and it hasn't been a priority of the past administrations over the last few decades. Well, they keep passing the buck. Nobody exactly, wants to really yeah.
0: deal with it. They pass though- the
1: buck. They kick the can down the road. Nobody does shit, and... You know, it just continues to, you know, these some of these bridges, the Brooklyn Bridge was built in 1883. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Christ. Like the East Coast, you know, we don't have this sort of aged thing, infrastructure in the West because we're younger than the Eastern coast of this country. Mm. The Eastern coast of this country is 250 years old, and a lot of those structures are well beyond that. Yeah. The Brooklyn Bridge. I mean, that is a huge thoroughfare.
0: That, that is what we would call an artery. Yeah. Like a major artery. So. And it's,
1: I was surprised to see, I'm not surprised necessarily because it is an old bridge, but I was pretty appalled to see that bridge in particular on that list. So anyway, I think it's, it's something that is of a concern. And if Orange Julius would like to be useful in the next year and a half, maybe he could start there.
0: Yeah, but he doesn't use bridges.
1: Right, he has a helicopter. Yeah, he's
0: not. He doesn't have to worry about that. No. Unless you know, there's there's sponsorship money in bridges. I well, mean, he the, has the bridge lobby.
1: He has a lot of real estate in Florida, which there are a lot of bridges in Florida because there's a lot of water in Florida. So mm. he should maybe think about that. <laughs> but you know,
0: I I hope that that. Maybe, you know, to his credit, I mean, I guess that he had some kind of bill ready to pass, mm-hmm. or or some kind of he expenditure. Had a, he in had place. a
1: one trillion dollar whatever plan so that's for another, infrastructure.
0: Another fairy tale thing. Yes. Okay.
1: I believe so. I mean, yeah. I don't. You know, maybe maybe that's
0: one thing that you know could bring jobs. I don't fucking. Know. He
1: has he has time. You
0: know, I don't think. Okay, and this is just me being a negative fucking Nancy. <laughs> I legit think that he's not worried about it because he seriously believes he's going to get reelected. Mm. He's got five years. He's of- got five years to yeah, get this shit figured out.
1: Yeah, I'm sure you're right. I, I'm, yeah, he probably does believe that. Okay,
0: I don't want to live in this fucking weird topsy-turvy land right now. So let's talk about sexual harassment.
1: Okay, yeah, let's not tink to that. No tink for the bridges. Um. Okay, so Joe Biden, former Vice President Joe Biden. Uncle Joe? Turns out he's dirty Uncle Joe. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> so Christ.
1: Okay, Joe Biden is not even running yet. Okay, he's not announced anything. Nothing is solid. He's not running. However, there's a lot of buzz. He's been hinting at it for months. It's It was looking like he was going to make an announcement. But then... As tends to happen. Yes. Uh, women started coming forward.
0: Yeah, and could you clarify for me exactly what it is that he's being accused of? Okay, I,
2: I'm, so
1: generally I'm- the accusations are anywhere from an unwanted hug okay. to there was one woman who said that he came up behind her, smelled her hair, uh, kissed the back of her head, and, I don't know, whispered something. Encouraging. Sweet, sweet something. Yeah. So Joe Biden's not really being accused of any sort of assault or anything t- to that degree. But harassment he, nonetheless? He, he's being accused of being sexually inappropriate. Okay. He's he's in, he's accused of being of acting inappropriately, not even in a sexual way necessarily.
0: But unbecoming of a somebody who has the aspirations of being the president of the United yeah. States. Yeah,
1: and essentially he's making or just w-
0: being a decent human being. Like right? you shouldn't be able to do that, you, or
1: you shouldn't do that. He's making women uncomfortable by invading their personal space. Right. Okay. Right. And I think. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, well, he's old. You know, it's just – it's the way he expresses affection. Typical excuse. But but I think that, that there is a little bit of a um, – I can understand where that person is coming from, saying like, okay, okay this is just – he's an affectionate person. He is a touchy-feely guy. Yeah. Like, he goes around and, okay. and hugs a lot I of people. Okay, I understand that. Sure. However, would he come up behind, let's say, Barry O and smell his hair? And kiss the back of his head. But he don't have that much hair. Okay. But do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. I like, know what you mean. Like, yeah. would he treat a man in the same way as he's treating these women? Probably yeah, not. Not likely. I mean, okay, and maybe there, he's a huggy person. Okay, I yeah. understand that.
0: But I get what you're saying because it, it does start to... I mean, you, you always have to listen to the truth tellers. Yeah. Because that's, that's the impression that I get is you can identify a pattern. That's when you really...
1: Yeah, and I I think when it honest, becomes
0: more clear not that one point of view is is not enough but
1: yeah, yeah, and honestly I don't I don't think he's ill-intentioned. I don't think he's trying to be disrespectful, I don't think he's mm-hmm. trying to be inappropriate. However, I do think there's a level of <sighs> like lack of boundaries, like he's not yeah. a, he
0: he doesn't know when to quit.
1: I yeah, and I just think he has maybe an antiquated view of what's appropriate for a man to do to a woman in mm-hmm. in public, you know, mm-hmm. because it's really not the way it used to be, right? you know, like so- back when Joe Biden was younger, I imagine that it was appropriate to show a woman more affection than you would a man. Hmm. Um, upon meeting somebody or, or seeing somebody again.
0: Well, a, a traditional kiss on the cheek or, or you yeah. know, an embrace that's more than just an embrace.
1: Yeah. And, and nowadays, that stuff doesn't really fly unless you know somebody pretty well. And I did hear a woman who who had been in the news when when Biden was vice president um, that he was weirdly touchy-feely with her in, a, mm. in an instant. Yeah. But she knew him pretty well. Yeah. And so she didn't think it was a big deal. She said, that's just how Joe is. Right. So I do think there's a difference between somebody who knows him well and somebody who doesn't know him well.
0: Yeah. And do you think that this might have something to do with his persona? Or once you get to be uh, a figure who's in the limelight for such a long time that you get used to feeling that you're everyone's friend? Everyone's best friend and you can approach them or you can be that your your personality or your personable nature absolves you of some of that inappropriate behavior.
1: Yeah, that's a possibility. Like like
0: that could kind of be the culprit of, of
1: Like his power and his his stateliness have sort of blinded him to the fact that not everybody likes People have to be personal touched. bubbles or personal yeah.
0: spaces, so you shouldn't go that far right. with people.
1: Some people just don't like to be
0: touched. Yeah. Because the man's been in office or he's been an elected official for decades. Yeah. I mean, that's his entire life. Would you say right. like 40 years? Yeah. Something like that. Mm-hmm. And if you're sitting in certain positions for a long time, you get used to to what it is that you're supposed to be in that, mm-hmm. in that position of power. And so my clearest indication of distortion would be something like that. Yeah. Where you just have no awareness about how other people are feeling about those sorts of interactions.
1: Yeah. So the reason I wanted to bring this up is because I'm, I'm curious if this cloud of scandal, if you want to call it that is going to deter him from announcing his candidacy or not.
0: Well, it doesn't seem likely I was, I was looking at this, this article that, it was saying that he, he was already joking about
1: it. Oh, yeah. Uh, during, he, um, he did a, he had like I I can't remember what he was doing, yeah. but he had a speech and he hugged the person who introduced him, <laughs> who was a man, I believe. Okay. And he, he jokingly, when he came to the microphone, says, I had permission to hug Lonnie, by the way. And everybody laughed. Yeah. And then he went on to say, you know, I don't mean to trivialize, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But at the same time, it did come off a little bit tone deaf.
0: To me, yeah. yeah, because the the he's outside of the realm of consequence for those things. That's his impression. Yeah, that's why he would he would talk about it in in such a way. Yeah, and again, it's it's just who he who he is. Yeah,
1: you know, you could make the case like you're being overly sensitive, blah blah blah. But in reality, I can't say that. I'd be super comfortable with somebody coming up behind me and smelling my hair and well, yeah, that's, like it's- that's you know a from weird. it's weird <laughs> and you know it's it's a, it's an abuse of power in my mm. opinion you know when you when you're and when you're coming to support a candidate i think at that in that instance he was endorsing a um, candidate for state senate okay and she you know he had um come to help endorse her and support her and in that instance it is an abuse of power
0: mm mm-hmm. mhm
1: you know he's the he was the vice president of the United States and right. to to invade someone's personal space in that manner and then when they come back and they say i didn't like that mm-hmm. and then to just say well you know that's just who i am you know like that yeah, there's, doesn't there's no awareness there. yeah there's no awareness or d- there's
0: disregard for
1: it's, it's either unawareness or it's disregard and right. and either way it's not good um, and I, I just don't know in this day and age that this stuff is gonna go over well with female voters. Fly.
0: He probably doesn't want to run. Hmm. At one point in time, maybe a couple years back, I think his last shot was in twenty sixteen. Mm-hmm. I think that he he doesn't feel that he's he's up for that anymore. Um, but suddenly, I mean, he's he's been on everyone's radar to actually be be running, but I. I just never thought that he would.
1: Well, this is what he's up against if he decides to run. Yeah. This well, is what's going to happen for the next year and a half. Yeah. Cuz I'm sure those women are not the only ones yeah. that he is
0: Yeah, if you're talking about decades of that kind of behavior. Yeah. yeah
1: They're all going to come out of the woodwork.
0: But of course, the moral of the story is I feel like I have to reiterate whether it's one woman or 20, you must always believe and inquire about that sort of shit because it's it's just it's kind of fucked up. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else to say about it. It's, it's just fucked up. Be respectful, listen, be engaged in, in those micro interactions that may not seem like a big deal to you as a man, but you got to be aware of that shit.
1: And when you get called out, don't, don't deflect, accept- don't deflect, don't trivialize. Yeah. Just accept that you did something wrong, that you made someone up, don't, and don't trivialize their feelings. Mm-hmm. Don't say, don't say that they didn't feel what they felt, mm-hmm. because they did, yeah. regardless of your intentions.
0: Yeah, that's a bummer, man.
1: I'm not gonna <laughs> think to Joe Biden either. No, I'm not.
0: I'm not gonna think to Joe Biden. He needs to let the. He needs to just not. He needs to not run. He needs to stop touching women <laughs>
1: who don't want to be touched. Yeah, and you know maybe. Is it so hard to just shake someone's hand? Is it that hard? <laughs> Come on, Joe. Yes, she's a woman, but you can shake her hand. You don't have to smell her hair like a creep. But what if she
0: smells real good? Oh, God. <laughs> so gross. What if she uses the shampoo that I use? And he's just like, <laughs> fucking asshole.
1: Oh, boy. We went to the library book sale today.
0: Yeah, let's keep it light. Let's talk about the library. And, of course, because we want to advocate for local involvement for community engagement. You guys need to get out there and support your local local libraries. So what do we do today?
1: So every, I want to say every three to six months, the library has a book sale. I never go to them. <laughs> and I knew that there this one was coming up. And so I thought it would be a good opportunity to um, get some new books for our son and maybe... If we were lucky, find something cool for us. And it's super cheap. It was like $2 for hardcovers, dollar for paperbacks.
0: It was a gold mine of goodies for children's great. books. Yeah. That's where you get the good books. shit, guys. Yeah, for sure. Got to go to those library sales. Oh, they also had puzzles. And they had puzzles. We'll see if they're all intact.
1: Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> For a dollar, you know, you can't really complain. If yeah, a couple yeah. pieces are missing. You take your chances with those. Yeah. They also had records. Did you see the records? No. No.
0: Oh. I was too busy looking at the uh, the romance section,
1: <laughs> the, the paperback romance, and Sue Grafton. <laughs> there was a section. So there was a romance section, and yeah. then there was a slim romance section.
0: Yeah, that's the that's the on the go shit. <laughs> yeah. For us working you, class people, if you
1: really want to get to the good stuff quickly. You gotta get to it. No dilly-dallying. Yeah,
0: you can't fuck around with that stuff.
1: But we found some good stuff. What did you find? I'm gonna I'm gonna sound
0: like a fucking tool, aren't I? <laughs> Just no. About. Well, I ran to the uh, fine arts section <laughs> and I found a great edition of Anton Chekhov's work, the full plays and some short stories, and then I found a couple of uh, short stories and short story anthology. Uh, that I didn't have, and I thought that I would I would get it. And it also, it happens to match my Eugene O'Neill selected works. From which, the same,
1: um, I'm assuming from like the same publisher or something. Yeah, which I got real,
0: real hyped about. It was quite a delight. And then, what else did I find? Oh, I found The Martian.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Because I wanted to read it, I thought it'd be a great uh, light read.
1: I've heard the book is better than...
0: The movie, yeah. I thought the movie was great. Great film, great mm-hmm. movie. But we're going to give the book a shot one of these days, and now we'll have it here.
1: I found the coolest thing.
0: <laughs> I'm still
1: in shock that I found it. You guys should have seen
0: her come around the aisle. <laughs> it was like she had just won the lottery. It was like Christmas was time. Yes.
1: So I, I, you know, I had taken our son to the children's section. We got a bunch of books for him, and then I decided to hoist him off on you and go look for something for me so i found i looked and looked and looked and i didn't really find much i i picked up a greg isles book that i didn't have and i thought oh this will work and as i was heading toward the front i stopped at like the mystery suspense novel section Mm -hmm. and i was kind of browsing and i came across a box set all three books of the girl with the dragon tattoo series by stig larson the millennium (laughs) trilogy It's a box. It's in a fancy box. It's three hardcover books, and they have these awesome printed – they're like stamps. Like the first one has a dragon, the second one has a flame, and the third one has a hornet. Because it's Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, the girl who played with fire, and the girl who kicked the Mm -hmm. hornet's nest. Oh, my God. It's so awesome. It's amazing. <laughs> I have been wanting a box set of these books for a while since I read them a few years ago. But, I mean, those boxes are like 100 bucks. And Yeah,
0: it was priced at 100 bucks. You got it for how much? $6. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. That is a find. That is what we look for. Yeah, it was
1: so awesome. I'm really excited. to. But
0: it, it made for a good Saturday. And, and that's really what we want to get to is, is you guys need to take a moment to go out there and see if you can find... Some of these activities in your community, and maybe you can make something of a family event out of it. Mm-hmm. Because it was it was great for us. We went to the library, and then we went and got some burgers at our mm-hmm. local burger joint with the best ranch in town. Mm-hmm. Peaches. Yeah. Sponsors we wish we had. Oh, man. Peaches. Get us some fucking shirts. Yeah. Their shirts are cool. They do. They do have, they have great cool shirts. shirts. Yeah.
1: But yeah, it was super fun. It was a great day.
0: Their shakes gave me diarrhea, though. I love their shakes, though. They're worth the price of admission. I know. They really are. Was that too much? No, I mean, every, everyone gets diarrhea from... <laughs>
1: yeah, everyone who's lactose intolerant and insists on drinking dairy gets <laughs> diarrhea when they drink dairy. So, yes. Yeah, Same. It's the price you pay. It's the price you pay, but it's worth it, folks. It's worth it. We need to invest in some lactate or something. Yeah. Another sponsor I wish we had.
0: Lactaid. This is brought to
1: you by lactate. <laughs> I'm running
0: dry on jokes today. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the dad joke well has run yeah, dry today. Yeah. Okay, so there's something just a quick little add-on. So Tom Segura, the comedian, uh,
0: the person of interest, person the of influence. <laughs> person of influence.
1: <laughs> He's uh, on tour right now, It's the Take It Down tour. He's announcing a second round of tour dates on April 9th. I'm I will be on that mailing list. Yeah, we're gonna see what's and once he announces those Denver dates. We're getting on that.
0: So that's what's going on. Yeah.
1: Those pre-sale dates. Yeah.
0: It'll be it'll be pretty awesome. I'm really excited for that. So we didn't tink to Joe Biden, but we are going to tink to books.
1: Yeah. I'll
0: tink to that. Books and community involvement. Here we go. Ooh, that was a big one. That was a, a drastic <laughs> Too tink. loud. And I'm still drinking a little bit of that sweet German uh, dessert wine that we had last week. We had some left over, and uh, I'm having the time of my life. I'm drinking
1: water because that milkshake wrecked me.
0: Yeah, it, it happens. It no. happens to the best of
1: us. <laughs> so we've brought in Caddy G again. And we're going to
0: talk about an awesome show that we've been watching. Inadvertently, we've been watching it together. I didn't
1: know that. But
2: mm-hmm.
1: that is, uh, it's called Penis, right? <laughs> it's called <laughs> Pen15, which, yes, looks like penis when you type it on a, on a calculator.
0: No, but it's it's penis.
1: But people call it, it says, yes.
0: Okay. Yes. But anyway, first <laughs> thoughts, because uh, Maddie and I got through the season, and we were, okay, let's reserve our thoughts. Let's start with you.
1: <laughs> yeah, Caddy G, what do you think of
2: it? Uh, it's pretty great. So for people who don't know, basically it's, uh, it's a, a comedy show that's set in the early 2000s uh, and it follows two middle school girls who are newly going into the seventh grade maya and anna uh as they as they sort of uh, have a terrible time through middle school <laughs> as most of us do. um but it's like got really great nostalgic uh vibes for those of us who grew up in the 2000s gel pens uh, NSYNC, Backstreet Letters, Boys, those uh, those jeans that sort of are low rise uh-huh. and pants otherwise. Trapper keepers, uh, yeah, Trapper Jackies. keepers. <laughs> uh, Aim, though, I myself didn't really do much with that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't either. More, but after that, yeah, yeah, um, but Bad. it's uh, it's pretty hilarious, and it's got some uh, really surprise. I like it's very weird in a lot of instances. I'm thinking of the moment at the end credits where the grandma turned into an owl. Oh, that was Um, fucking golden. I don't know why. There's um, some super (laughs) weird
1: moments like that.
2: But at the same time, it still has time to have those heartfelt moments, um, Mm -hmm. especially with Maya. and uh, She's Japanese-American, so she's sort of got some, especially in middle school, some moments where she's sort of coming to terms with the fact that uh, some people are shitty, Mm -hmm. like those popular girls.
0: Yeah, they are absolutely the worst but i think initially of course we go into a lot of these things with with not knowing very much about them because we haven't um we just don't know what's coming you know we're just browsing every now and then on on hulu or netflix whenever we have a chance and then we saw this show and i was like oh okay let's give it a shot i was pleasantly surprised and really sucked into that story i i really thought again that i wasn't Really the target audience for the show, but it did such a great job at, at taking me back to a time that maybe I didn't want to remember, <laughs> which was yeah. middle school for me. It was not a very fun experience, but the way that they put it together really made it, uh, more gripping, you know, in, in, I don't know, in, in just in a way that other, uh, coming of age shows haven't really done a good job with. And that show just really got me because of its, it's really like it's rawness kind mm-hmm.
2: of. Yeah, it's very real. It's not like I think when a lot of shows are nostalgic, they take like, I don't know, like I really like Stranger Things, but I can't help but feel that it's like a Hollywood 80s and not like mm. the actual 80s. Whereas this this show just just like you're in the 2000s and we're not we're not like glossing it up. We're not backing up, up on it.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. And um,
0: I love that you bring up that that point about Maya and just sort of – and the things that she went through as, as a teenager being from, from another place because it, it's almost like that Spice Girls episode. Like <laughs> that right. was the majority of my middle school years.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, no. It was just
0: me trying to shoehorn myself into into this culture or trying to make, like find a way to, to belong into it and, or seeing what piece – I actually was in relation to the rest of Oh, an ignorant my white kid's going, hey, it's
2: a brown kid.
0: Yeah, but oh. it's, it wasn't even that. I, I think the peculiar thing is that I, had, I have really good friends who I still keep in touch with from high school and middle school
2: mm-hmm.
0: who, you know, there was no such thing as a politically correct way of, of talking to your friends. You know, oh, yeah. nobody was culturally sensitive about anything, even in the early 2000s. So there I was being called a greasy Mexican, you know, but I was also given it back. And it just brought back a lot of immediate reactions and, and not repressed memories because I laugh about them all the time, but just, you know, the stupid shit that we used to do that would now be considered politically incorrect. And, and somewhat, I guess maybe it was just a defense mechanism that, you know, you had to grow a tough skin back then and not take it seriously. If not, you would just be curling up in a ball and, and not not being able to make it through the day. But Mm -hmm. when your your own friends are giving you shit about it, you're just like, ah, whatever, it is what it is. Uh, But I thought those episodes with her were really, really poignant for me.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. As a girl, looking back on, you know, being a 13-year-old girl in middle school, I think I was about the exact same age as these two girls are supposed to be in the year 2000. And... Uh, there's so many things that were just like very uh, nostalgic for me, specifically that episode where uh, Maya has a sleepover or Anna sleeps over at Maya's house in the middle of the week Uh because her parents are going to that retreat (laughs) and they're like (laughs) freaking out and being super obnoxious and like, (laughs) and then eventually end up like, butting heads because, yeah, they're too because close they, they spent way
0: too much time way together way too, yeah. and they have too much energy And yet. all
1: of that was so familiar to me. <laughs> just like <laughs> spending way too much time with your friends and just getting sick of them and then you like, know I wanna go home. Yeah. Uh there was other like things happening obviously at that point in the show but But it was
0: it never loses its sweetness, its mm-hmm. its tenderness in a lot of those situations because they're I thought that they were just gonna start well, I guess when the series first started, I, I thought that they would just be doing a, a send up of all of the shit that was kind of quirky and and cliche about being a, a middle schooler. But it starts with a with with a bit of that realness, but then it becomes just more sweet and genuine and it's almost like they reeled you in with just how ludicrous it was for like these grown ass women to be <laughs> to to be teenagers, but you feel like like they really sold you on on what they were.
1: I, I had a hard time. Doing. I had a hard time the first couple episodes buying that. That they were t- clearly two grown women with their chests <laughs> with their breasts like pasted down, just acting like middle schoolers. Um but eventually I I don't know, I willingly suspended my disbelief and yeah. I and I believed it. And um, I think it just comes with like as you get to know the characters, you sort of for you sort of begin forgetting. Yeah, and that you, they're not. You genuinely schoolers. want to know
0: what happens, and you're yeah. involved, mm-hmm. and you give them a pass. Yeah, for a lot of the shortcomings of the show, which I didn't think there were very many. Honestly, no. it was thoroughly enjoyable.
2: It does also lead to a lot of hilarity, especially if there's any <laughs> kissing scenes where they have, like,
0: the, the lip doubles. It's clearly oh grown people kissing. Yeah.
2: It's yeah. yeah. so good. It's so funny. It's so funny. It's, um, it's pretty hysterical.
1: Yeah, and just, but, like the, like, all the those, awkwardness
2: all those though. weird scenarios where, like they're like over at a friend's house and there's something there's some like weird setup like yeah. uh where they went over to those girls' house and all those boys showed up <laughs> yeah oh, they God. just
1: paired like, off and... Yeah, and see that like, was the like, thing just... is like
2: i felt that nervousness that
0: awkwardness yeah. of, of just mm-hmm. being in in those situations and not wanting anything to do with that at mm-hmm. all because it was just nothing good was going to come of it yeah. you know <laughs>
2: Yeah, it. I, yeah, I just felt all that anxiousness again, and. <laughs> oh. But I mean, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that like, about this show. It's like, yeah, I don't think it's just nostalgic. It's like, I don't know. It's more than that. I think like when we talk about stuff that's nostalgic, it's just like I think of stuff like, uh, well, like I said before, like Stranger Things, where it's like, oh, it's got a synth soundtrack or something. But yeah. this, like. I don't know, it sort of it sort of beckons back to all of it, not just the sweet things, right? It's, yeah, it's it's, it's, it's an it's emotional
0: not... response because you're talking about the difference between throwback elements that people go, Oh man, that's cool. I wish I were yeah. back there, you know, like in a cool mm-hmm. way. Whereas what the show did, it really emotionally takes you back to that place. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's not in a cool way. Sometimes it's very emotionally unsettling that like, no, I don't want to feel those emotions again, but there you are planted right in the middle of it once again. And that's Mm -hmm. a very powerful thing. I thought if you're willing to give in to what the show is trying to do, it'll definitely transport you. Not just in a superficial way.
1: Yeah. I think it's the show's really evocative. Is that the word where you, it just, Mm -hmm. that that's the one scene that really stands out for me is the scene in the first episode where Becca that one of the mean popular girls tells Maya like they're making fun of you yeah and the boys are oh, shouting God. like they're shouting you just as they run back and forth That's and, so and she awful. has that realization and it just that the camera lingers so long on her face and you can see the tears welling up in her eyes. And I was like, I'm done for the night. I can't do this. I can't watch anymore. It's too so. real. It's too close to home. Yeah. yeah it was... that's,
0: that's the expression that they want you to have, though. Yeah. It's too real. It's too yeah. much emotionally to, to go back to those moments. I, for,
2: I, um, I feel like I have a lot of those moments with Sam like watching yeah. what sam's going <laughs> that's through interesting. i'm just like sam yeah. but no yeah, yeah. that's so interesting this. it's gonna hurt oh, yeah sam that's yeah. so peculiar
0: because i was like i i really completely empathize with maya and what she was going through mm-hmm. but then i don't know maddie you were just like in general looking at it from a female perspective of like
1: how mean
2: people like girls are and how having... shitty it is to be uh, a girl growing up in, yeah. in middle school yeah. yeah. I End think up. it's really brilliant. Like there's so many different ways that you connect with all the different characters for different reasons. Hmm. Maybe not entirely, but like you, you sort of like through their the all the all the shit they're going through. Like they have their motivations, they have their issues. Like Anna has the whole arc with her with her parents and you know that's not necessarily something that everybody else is seeing, right? Mhm. Um or just like in, like Maya and Anna and the popular girls, and then Sam and Maya, and mm-hmm. then I can't remember, uh, I, is Shuji? Shuji is brother? Maya's
1: brother, yeah.
2: No, but he's, he doesn't really care about Anna. Um, <laughs> no, but
1: Anna likes him.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> hey, Shuji. <laughs> just completely ignores her. <laughs> I love oh, those man. moments with Shuji, it makes me laugh.
2: <laughs> oh my god, her dad... yeah okay the part like the part where she was practicing with her dad Uh yeah right there that killed me yeah yeah dad (laughs) (laughs) way. and it just evolves into like
0: oh god i came back early for this shit so
2: nailed she's just so nailed like the seventh grade girl yeah Yeah. and and you know what's
1: funny now now that we're parents I'm also starting to see stuff from the parents' perspective. Yes. Like, the dad just being so just exasperated with this.
0: Just trying. Yeah. Yeah, Because I've done that with (laughs) Uh, our son in the past. I've just okay, buddy, let's kind of go over and try to do it. No, I don't want you to watch me. I don't want you to be here. I'm like, okay, all right. We're trying so hard. And then, you know, in turn, I I remember moments where, in particular, my dad, the few times that he would try to, like, teach me how to play music or something, be like, I I don't want to do it in front of you, dad. Just tell me the chords, and then you can go away now. And and he's like, all right, just fuck all of this. (laughs) Uh, Although he wasn't in a Steely Dan cover band, but he was <laughs> several eagles covers bands which again another thing that that really took me back
1: that's funny um because
0: mm-hmm. i'm like fuck i could see my dad doing that mm-hmm. like exactly what what her dad was doing but the, whatever the, except yeah. The, the yeah without the fax machine
1: yeah uh, yeah that's great <laughs> the
2: fax yeah, machine. They show it the show is just doing so many things, so many different things and so many episodes just so well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's hard not to recommend. I mean, it's definitely for a certain kind of humor, I'd say. Yeah. It's raunchy to... as hell, though. You got to
0: acknowledge it's raunchy as hell. And yeah, I think is, we're desensitized really to a hell. lot of it. Like our, our taste is very much true. on the fringes of, of what most people would consider uh, palatable.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so just think... a warning out there.
2: Yeah, hard recommend. It gets very weird in some spots. And um, if you have a low, a low cringe tolerance, I'd say I don't yeah. recommend this. Yeah. Uh, if you have a lot of uh, emotional baggage attacks <laughs> to the middle school, maybe, uh, maybe give it a second thought. So maybe you're what you're it. saying
0: is we should have a normal person watch the show and see what <laughs> yeah. they think of yeah, it because we're, we're a little too fucked up to really give it a,
1: an unbiased uh, review.
0: Well, I, give yeah, it a,
1: I definitely give it a tink.
0: I do give it a tink.
2: Oh, Oops. hold on. I I brought two.
1: Oh, nice. Okay, go ahead and do that. I don't know
2: what sound this is gonna make, but okay. um. Okay. Ooh. Nice.
0: That was <laughs> <Okay>.
1: good. <laughs> with, the,
0: with the steel, that was awesome. Katie G gets to have the the uh, gong over there. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> well, it, we it, don't. It's my, to... it's my Contigo. <laughs> oh yeah, we have
0: those with two. you. <laughs>
2: Yeah, in, exactly. in, for
0: those, uh, yeah, uninitiated in Spanish.
2: Yes, that's well, also the it's, it's brand. I'm not yeah. just speaking <laughs> in a <an> defensive accent. Yes,
1: <laughs> um, well, thanks for taking the time to mm-hmm. review this awesome show with us. Yes, thanks, guy. We don't want to keep you too long past our scheduled time, but yeah.
0: But also, just just give us a call with other shit uh, or anything that you may be thinking about. I was going to ask you something technologically involved, but I I can't remember already.
2: Mm. We'll We'll probably save it for next time.
0: Yeah, I know, but just I'll I'll message you later.
2: (laughs) All right. Well, thanks so much for having me. You can catch me at caddy underscore G underscore FGC. Sometimes I tweet political, so keep that in mind. But you can also Fuck catch me ribbed. at twitch.tv TV, TV slash CaddyG. I stream there occasionally. Um, but yeah, also I guest on this podcast sometimes. So. Badass.
0: Do you Bad. have a catchphrase?
2: <laughs> Do I have a catchphrase? <laughs> you should you're work really, on that. You're really on that, aren't you? I'm just trying to.
0: I'm just trying to work on the marketing side of things. So maybe we well, can. Uh, we'll come back that to one. that. All right, uh, maybe well,
2: I maybe I have an incoming Contigo uh, sponsorship. <laughs> yeah. There you go. We'll have to see the about sponsors that. Sponsors we
0: wish we had. Well, Caddy G, it's been a pleasure.
2: You're a delight. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much for having me, guys.
0: All right. Well, that about does it, folks. But just a couple of reminders. If you really like the show, we would like to ask you to
1: subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Or wherever
0: you or wherever. listen to this podcast experiment.
1: We'd love to hear what you guys think.
0: Let me know what your favorite shirts are, or shirt slogans, such as uh, "All Tanks Considered." <laughs> Fuck. Let us know if you're interested in getting a an all thi- oh, <laughs> can say because.
1: <laughs> Let us know if you're interested in getting an all tanks considered shirt. I'm going to start keeping a list
0: of people who want one of those shirts, and I'm going to make it happen. I don't know how. Maybe I'll get thirty for myself, <laughs> one for each day of the month. It'll be awesome. It's going to have different patterns. That'd be cool. Different colors, and then maybe I can give one to you guys if you really want one. But it's mostly for me. We'll see. It'll be a, a pilot program for my uh, t-shirt business. What do you think?
1: Good. <laughs> I'm excited about the t-shirts. You're that's fucking cool, crazy. It's a cool idea. <laughs> I mean, I'm not generally in favor of t-shirts, but. What for it, for okay. our podcast, I would endorse it.
0: What is your disdain against uh, <laughs> logos and uh, brand co- brand creation? I don't when have it comes a. I don't
1: have a disdain for that. I just, I just think it's a saturated market.
0: Not if we keep it local. Not if we keep it exciting. Not if we keep this shit fresh. <laughs> All okay. .com. We should get on that. We should really
1: get on that. Yeah. I think it's a good idea.
0: Okay. Well, I guess we're going to go drink some more dessert wine. But folks, please, please take care of yourselves. Buckle up no matter where you go. And uh, have a good night.
1: Have a good week, guys.
0: Peace. I'm going to cut about 70% <laughs> of that shit. 70% of that god awful
2: yeah. horse shit. Yeah. <laughs>